Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us. This is episode 38 of The Late Shift. Thanks for everybody for listening to the first episode of 2021. This marks uh, about a year anniversary since Justin and I started the podcast. It was started around January 20th or so. Boy, what a what a crazy year to start a podcast considering all that's happened over the year. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We've had uh, pretty pretty steady support from people. I know there's a lot of podcasts you can listen to. You can listen to like Joe Rogan or Radio Lab, but you spend your spare time listening to two random dudes around an IKEA table blabbing about nothing it seems like sometimes, but hey, you know, thank you. Appreciate it. Coming up on the show, we talk about a mysterious triangular craft that was caught on camera in Area 51. And we talk about an asteroid that's worth $10 quadrillion. Just a little chunk of change. Just a slight piece of change if uh, some entrepreneur ever wanted to come out, go out to that asteroid and mine it. But it's all coming up right here on The Late Shift. So I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. Did you get anything else that's really cool? Um, even for yourself. Well, I mean, I got the I got the Xbox series. Yeah. So that was that was like an early Christmas present. Almost. Right. Yeah. So I played Santa Claus to myself, and I gave it to myself. <laughs> hey, that I am all about that. <laughs> Paid a pretty penny for it, as I I think I probably mentioned it last podcast. But anyway. Uh, a lot's been happening, man. There's, like, people storming the Capitol. Yeah, what is going on with that, huh? I don't know. Um, is that still going on, or is that, it's all over? It's all over. Okay. They they had to call in the National Guard. Apparently, the Pentagon and Brass didn't want massive amounts of National Guard soldiers guarding uh, wash, in monuments in Washington and major buildings. So I don't know. That Why? seems like it. They said something about the perception of having armed soldiers inside of the city um, or inside of uh, the District of Columbia would set a like a precedent or, or it, it would it would look the optics of it looked like it's a militarized, you know, uh, place. like a martial laws being implemented or something. Yeah. But that uh, when that happened, when people stormed the Capitol building, there was literally millions of like Trump supporters there. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it would have been in the best interest for them to have <clears throat> them there <laughs> almost. Yeah, definitely. Keep it safe. So I, the mayor's blaming the the people in the Pentagon, and then the Pentagon is probably trying to blame the mayor. You know how government works. One person blames the other, yeah. and the buck never stops anywhere. Right. It's just basically passed. Yeah, and, of course. Um, I, to be honest with you, that um, you know, there a lot of a lot of things have happened over 2020, and that was and in I guess in 20 this has happened in 2021, but a lot of things have happened over the past year, and that was just like seeing people storm into the Capitol building. That's like one of the you know worst things that I've seen. It's just the the um, the principle of it. Yeah, you know, and I I I don't know. I, I, what what made them want to do that? Um, I think a lot of people surmise that they were, you know, Trump made a speech before and they were riled up by that. And they were already a lot of people were on on edge in the first place. And I think the if I really had to be on, you know, obviously this whole entire year has been one big shit storm. I mean, that you can't you can literally can't go covid has closed down everywhere so you can't go to your favorite bar anymore 
people are telling you not to hang out with your friends and family and some, and you, you haven't been like close knit with your family. There's just, some people are lost their jobs. A lot of people have, have done everything else. So I wonder if it's just the stress that is like, I don't, I feel, I honestly feel like so many people are like, Oh, because of COVID, because of COVID this, uh-huh. you know, it's like, it's not because of a virus. A virus isn't making you lose your job. A virus isn't keeping you from hanging out with your family. Well, what's doing that is people in government telling you that you can't do this stuff or you're going to be fined or go to jail. Yeah. No. And, um, or they'll shut down your business. No, no. And I get, I, I realize that it's just, it's like because of the fact that they, there's no outlet for any individual people, you can basically, right. you know, go to work, go home. And, and that's, and even that if, in some particular <clears throat> eyes of people, that's even frowned down upon. Right. So I, it may be the stress of the entire year that, that sort of spearheaded into that one, one moment where people actually stormed the Capitol building and four people died in one Capitol. Four people police, died? Four people died in one wow. Capitol police officer. Yeah. It's like it's sad. It's really it's really devastating to see something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not enjoyable as an American to see that happen. Yeah. So, um you I I hope we don't <laughs> We're, see our country, it again. Our country really is in a very broken state even though like I feel like you don't really f- see it or I mean well, definitely we see it, but I mean like you, you feel know, it. Yeah, it's just like even though it's like not something that's evident i guess you would say in your everyday life yeah because everything just keeps pushing along right yeah no we keep we i mean you and i still have a job we we still go to work and most people i think you know it seems like are still working and still still have jobs you know yeah because there's still traffic every day on rush hour somebody's yeah people are going places they're going going somewhere so things are happening money's moving which means that you know the economy's not dead yet but yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I'm not the person to speak on any of that because I'm not well versed in the economy yeah. or the economic state of this country. But I don't know. I would like to see. I would hope. I hope and pray that like we get to the point where we just kind of normalize and can all just come. Like to everyone, I honestly feel like everybody from any direction just yeah, we just need to take a couple steps back and be like, okay, let's just everyone just needs to breathe for a bit. Yeah. Let's just breathe and just reevaluate like what the most important things are that everybody's able to provide for their families. Everybody is, has a shelter over their head. Yep. You know, and that we're growing as a country. Yeah. To me, those are the like important things. Well, they, they predict that, um, that, uh, after this whole pandemic has happened, it might be a situation where you have the roaring twenties. Like, they had the Spanish flu back in 1918. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, you have, you know, one of the biggest or, w- or one of the is, is one of the uh, biggest uh, portion. Yeah, econ- yeah. Economic expansions in American history was the twenties. That in the fifties, right? Actually the fifties was not, they were, they're going through periods of inflation because of, um, you know, the after the war. Yeah, no, a lot of people think, well, the th- that's, the, a, that's a, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, you know, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, a lot of people think that uh, World War Two got us out of the Great Depression, but no, I don't, I honestly don't believe that. There's, there's a lot of economists that say it actually just distracted people from mm-hmm. the real depression that was yeah. going on. And, a lot of people, you know, yeah, they were paid good wages in factories, but some of them were paid, you know, they had they had massive amounts of inflation after the war because the there was a lot of like deficit spending to mm-hmm. to finance World War II, which they needed to do obviously because there did the, any the whole of those other, co- I, you know, I feel like I should be the one to know this kind of stuff considering my fascination with, with yeah. World War II. But do you know if any of those countries ever ended up paying us back anything? that we we helped them with and because we helped a lot of european countries they didn't they didn't fall to communism that's what (laughs) right and if we didn't if we hadn't helped out um i know but like did they ever pay us back for what we we did for them like as far as like money i think i think them with a lot of uh supplies i think that yes um eventually i I think i think that because i i believe a lot of the stuff like we gave uh france loans in order to rebuild and then eventually they paid it back um same with same with like you know west germany west germany 
we we did i i'm pretty sure there was a stipulation that said you have to pay this back i mean not instantaneously obviously yeah. because you just you, you just the survived the war <laughs> yeah your your cities were absolutely leveled and you have no infrastructure so yes well, here's I, the I, thing I, about, I, think, I think they did yeah here's the thing about the roaring 20s is it was a great period right that yeah. we were living just after world war uh two world war, or world world war, war one, one sorry yeah. and uh what happened, you know, 10 years or like just after the 1927 was the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So th- to me, like, yes, you know, if we went, what follows those really high highs is really low lows. But at the same time, those really low lows came because of the repercussions of World War One. Yeah. So it's not like it came out of like just because the economy was so good and everyone was spending money and then no one had money. Yep. You know, it was a specific situation because of how we responded to helping those countries in uh, World War One. Yeah. No, it was so it's a lot different than this, but that would be really I think that'd be really great if we had a roaring 20 situation. I just hope that it doesn't end in the Great Depression where it, people are or, buying stocks on margins and, you know, there's a yeah. complete crash of it. Uh, the the president I can't remember who the president was at the time, but I know uh, FDR was the president afterwards, and he did a lot of um, you know government um, programs, you know like the Hoover Dam was a government project mm-hmm. to employ people, and um, everybody blames the president before him, but he actually all of FDR's policies mm-hmm. was the was the president before him. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's kind of, it, but he was the one holding the, holding the match or as they say, or, or like he was the one holding the fuse. Mm-hmm. So he was blamed for the entire economic depression, even though he had like, FDR it was, just, it was? was a, no, not FDR, the president before. Yeah. And, and he had, he, if he had one more term, he would have implemented just, just as many economic or government programs as, mm-hmm. as FDR would have. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 weird how history, um, you know, uh, labels people and yeah. labels certain things in our perceptions mm-hmm. of it. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to our modern day situation, and it's a lot more complex than it was back then. Yeah, it's a lot more yeah. factors because the have- world has changed a lot since since the forties. You know, it's weird. Um, they call 2008 the Great Recession, but I honestly didn't really feel the effects of it. Did Did you? Yes, 100. percent Like, that like, did hard. you? Like, what What were you doing at the time? Like, uh, the I was trying to go through middle school. I gotcha. So, you, um, your your parents were were kind of suffering. My mom has always been a stay at home mom. My dad has always worked in construction, home construction. He's a general contractor or what superintendent so the those contracts like basically so the fell thing out of the it bottom. is is he was working for a company called woodside homes and when the great recession hit the first thing that got hit was the housing or like you know yep. home building industry and home selling industry no one's buying homes everyone was foreclosing on homes yeah so it's like okay well you don't have a job anymore bye so so what did what did he end up doing like did getting he any to, job he possibly could to keep his family of six afloat did yeah i'm assuming you know you're sitting here difficult. today yeah, yeah i'm sitting here today yeah. thank the, thankfully thank the yeah. lord it was uh it's not it was not easy i didn't i you know i think maybe i was lucky at the period of time i was coming off of i was just getting out of the army um and i had multiple job opportunities like i i got a job as um I didn't. I I was able to collect money for for when I was going to school. I went to community college, mm-hmm. and I collected a, a stipend every time I went to the community college. And then in 2010, mm-hmm. I got a I got a like a part time job working security. And I always and throughout from 2010 onwards, I always had steady employment. But maybe it was a little bit different for me because I didn't have a family to support. I didn't have everything else. Yeah. And it didn't. I didn't seem like to me at least we were going through recession, but I, you know, it's cause my dad was weird. working like yeah. a nine, nine fifty an hour job to support 40 hours a week to support a family of Jesus. six. That was, it wasn't easy. Yeah. And in an odd way, it's like, it's like one of those blessings, a very like uh bitter blessing. It's like our, we did, we were like, 
you know, we were living in a house and then my dad loses his job. So, okay. Yeah. I can't afford to live in the house anymore. Right. Yeah. After savings is gone. Right. So, cause it's still not finding work, uh, in construction. Cause there wasn't any anywhere. Yeah. And then, um, so what we ended up like, okay, we need a place to live. And just recently my great grandmother, my mom's grandma, yeah. uh, had passed away. So it's like, okay, well now we have a house we can live in. And it's like, so we ended, we moved into her house that she lived into, uh, by I'm the, by, it was all paid by, for and everything. Yeah. Okay. By, by the grace of the new owners who inherited it, which are my aunt, uncle or great aunt, uncle. So, well, that was great of them to yeah, less, yeah, it was like a serious blessing. But mm-hmm. I mean, we had to move away, so it was really hard for all of us kids because we all had friends where we lived, and we had to move away from that to a yeah. new area with no money. So it's like it was not an enjoyable experience growing up. I'll be honest; it was rough. It was a rough childhood. Yeah, no, I'm sorry <laughs> to do that, man. So like, did, that, it know. was a very real thing because for me, like finding work was not a thing. Like you, it was like your pure, purely your, your own sheer will and tenacity would get you through that period. Like if you were my dad or us kids or my mom, because like, it was like, you would think like, okay, we're never going to find work. Like, cause there was no construction work anywhere. Yeah. And then when you did find construction work, it was like, it wasn't salary based and like, he's like per job, you know, it didn't pay like. 70 80k a year you know they're like okay here's 16 dollars an hour like oh wow i thought I, like i there's a point in my time in my life when i was like 16 years old i thought 16 dollars an hour i was like oh yeah this is good for my dad this is a good paying job yeah because it's like i was used to making like half of that so your allowance was probably a couple dollars but i imagine yeah, during that allowance time, <laughs> yeah there's, there's no nothing. even when things were good yeah. allowance wasn't a thing yeah i wasn't raised that way i was like i everything i grew up with like i i earned yeah i like i got like i was thankful to get like one or two presents at christmas yeah. time yeah and like i would me and my brother we always want an xbox we didn't get an xbox what we did was pool our money together and buy ourselves an xbox yeah that's how we got things that we wanted we you know yeah you saved made up our and own script money. and save like, yeah and like me, like I, I've been working since I was like 12 or 13 mm. to make money. Like just like either doing like side jobs with my dad. Cause he would do handyman jobs whenever yep. he could to make as much money for the family as he could. And you know, just things like that ever since then. Was it, was this the same? Like, I mean, did, were other families going through similar situation like this? Oh, definitely. It's all so. happened all over the country. Um, I'm surprised. Y- you know, given the fact that we were going through relatively good economic times to the to from twenty like from the late two thousand six you know late two thousands on to twenty twenty, I'm surprised there wasn't like mass rioting in the in the country didn't fall like I'm, I'm surprised I'm surprised there wasn't an insurrection during that period of time. It's a different. It was different. Everybody had a different mindset back then. Everything's gotten everything. If you really look, really look at it. Um, it was around the same time as the recession happened is about the same time when like really technological advancements were happening at the same time. Yeah. The the iPhone came out too. Hence, hence why if you really, if you, if you, there's like, I've seen this, uh, map online that illustrates perfectly exactly how, like the areas most affected by, uh, the recession. Yeah. And like, it just, it goes year by year, like for the five years of what that looked like and they if you when you look at the northwest basically no change happened because a lot of big tech is up operating up here yeah like intel so like the economy in the northwest never really was so if you were living up here like you were saying like yo you know the recession happened i didn't really feel it so that's because like it didn't really happen here like it did the rest of the country it affected california really badly like if you weren't in a job Silicon where it's Valley. like people like, like, if you weren't in a in a yeah silicon valley was fine um you know because that's where at you know like you're saying yeah. apples from um but if if you weren't really working at a place that 
like required people to be buying things, you know, like if you're in a good position, like yeah, you like know, retail the, the was probably of hit having hard. A job were not not very good. Yeah, retail was probably shitty. Mm-hmm. Restaurants were probably shitty. It just well, in you know, I in Oregon there was a high unemployment rate, mm-hmm. but there were still jobs waiting to be filled, and it always uh-huh. it always boggled my mind. Like I was able to, I, I walked into a security office and it's like can I get, you know, I want a job. And, and they were like, yeah. And they, they would have given me as many hours as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot. And then I went into the automotive industry and, and that was, there were, there were jobs for days. It just, mm-hmm. I didn't understand how there could be so 10, 10, 15% unemployment in Oregon when they have all these jobs. And there were, there were not, there were some, some, some of them were full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Like they paid benefits mm-hmm. and they, they never, they never got filled. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. I don't I never understood that. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot Everybody of sense. Everybody wants to be a novelist in the Northwest or they want to be a human rights activist or <laughs> right. a vegan. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I actually one. I so this is a weird segue. Um I read this this uh this post on Reddit. It was the it was the this guy, um had worked in restaurants for a good part of like 10 years and he just absolutely trashes vegans. So we're, t- we're talking like he says, he says by far the worst customers that I have ever had to deal with in my restaurant experience are vegans. Oh yeah. And you know, he says, he basically says some, he knows vegans and he knows that some of them are really wonderful people. But yeah, when you get a vegan at a restaurant, it just, it's, it's, crazy um it complicates things yeah let me let me read a little bit let me bring it up on reddit really quick i saved it in my uh save box save and i literally just uh was looking at it just a little bit ago teachers of reddit okay here it is after working in la restaurants and biting my tongue for years here's my rant about the single worst type of customer it's vegans it's not even remotely close doesn't matter which restaurant or neighborhood vegans have been 90 percent of the most horrible nightmare customers i've ever had to deal with almost all my coworkers would say the same but how you ask (laughs) being vegan makes you feel amazing mentally and physically and besides, not only being vegan nutritionally superior, it's also moral moral imperative. And this goes on for um God, it would seems like five pages. And, you know, he talks about he said he said like um one person complained about um they had it they had this like Beyond Burger. You know, you you know those places that have mm-hmm. those meatless burgers, but they they try to make it as authentic as possible, but it's still like plant based protein yeah. basically. They try to make it as meat tasting and looking as possible. Yes. But it's plants. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's like why don't you just give them the plants then? <laughs> well, they had they had one of those type of burgers and apparently a vegan ate it and said, uh, uh, this burger tastes too much like meat and wanted a refund because of it. Yeah, that's a bit much there. Isn't that so, the whole reason you're getting a burger? I, Why don't you get I a think, freaking salad, Karen? To, to be perfectly honest with you, I think that if you had to like have a Beyond Burger, you might as well just not even... like order in there there shouldn't even i don't know should they even exist in the first place why are you simulating the act of eating meat if you're not actually eating it exactly in the first place exactly it makes it it's ridiculously redundant that's all do you know have you ever known i know you don't you don't hang with the hang with that crew have you ever known any vegans have you ever hang around i was i was spending a lot of time with a girl who was vegan Oh, oh and so every time we went out to dinner it was a challenge to find a place that had, for one, even had vegan dishes. And then on top of that, had vegan dishes that sounded appetizing to eat. So our places to go for out for dinner were extremely limited. And I worked my freaking tail off to find a good place. How long did it take you to find a place? Like, did, how many restaurants? A lot of times we ended up not even finding a place. Cause like we would try a place that had some options and then it was like, uh, this isn't that great. Okay. Did she go in here? Again. Did she try to convert you over to veganism? No, but I willingly never. No, she was 
let me be i let she, hey you do your vegan thing let me be my meat eating thing you know it's but so she, she she never cringed when you like cut down in a nice juicy piece of no. piece of medium rare steak no, that's really not succulent she's not like i don't really think she's a vegan for like all like i think she does care about the animals definitely and all that kind of but it's more for environmental stuff but it's for her personal health like she actually i think she actually got uh sick from eating certain from from eating certain types of meat and she doesn't really do well with dairy either okay like All actually right. i think a lot most people don't do well with dairy but most people just eat it anyways yeah she's, sometimes has the will she likes she likes you know dairy i think yeah. and stuff like that but yeah she stays away from it because it makes her feel ill and you know not to not to harp too much on veganism i do i do there are some vegan dishes that i love oh and that dude. I'll eat. oh my gosh we had this cauliflower steak as an appetizer yeah. at this uh, really good restaurant in downtown Vancouver, Washington. Yeah. Holy cow. First of all, the chef comes out and meets you personally. So it's that nice. kind of place. What was his name? I don't remember. It was something. Was it El Guardo? It was something Hispanic. Yes. It was. <laughs> I Yeah. He it was, Honestly, he was such a cool guy. Yeah. So like he cared about his craft. But oh my gosh, dude. My mouth's watering thinking about that yeah. cauliflower. I want another cauliflower steak. Just like the sauces he made and everything for it. It was all decadent looking, artsy. Like yeah, nice. It was like a, a Gordon Ramsay kind of thing. Did he sign his signature in the sauce? <laughs> no. That would be a big Can you dotty. do that? I would, I would throw that dish away. Like, hey, throw this trash no, away. No, no. I mean, put their name on I it. I mean, just take, no, just take like another sauce and then like stir it up into his initials. No, not, not, I'm not it. talking about like, you know, the tampering with people's food and <laughs> no i know what you mean way. i okay, knew what you right. meant but no okay. he, he did not do that okay i gotcha um, it's a little pretentious too yeah very <laughs> get that away from okay me. well that's fine you know and that sounds like a perfectly legitimate reason for you to be vegan Definitely. but it, it comes but it comes at a price it comes when people it's it's like a religion for some people mm. it's literally it's it's literally like it, it's 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 like oh man i i can't even describe it <laughs> people, I lost my train of thought. People oh, take it so seriously that they become almost obsessed and like over overzealous about it. Well, and and <clears throat> you can't just be vegan yourself. You have to convert other people to veganism because of all the all the benefits of it. But or the the, the there is there is some health benefits to it. But then on the other side, there's some people that are really sickly. Because meat is a staple protein that has enzymes and vitamins right. that are are healthy to the human, and yeah. even even if you take multivitamins and stuff like that, it's not necessarily going to be the same type of sustenance that your body needs. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we we've evolved as meat eaters. I mean, imagine the cavemen saying, "No, no cron, no, no meat. We are bad for animal." I'm say, saying it like an Asian. I'm, I apologize. If, if you want to take like the naturalist or like scientific route to it, like just look at our teeth as humans. You know, yeah. that's really all it takes. I have canines. Like, dude, I got freaking vampire teeth here. You think those things aren't meant for ripping through bone and her teeth are through meat? <laughs> but uh, and then on top of that, like my molars are all really sharp too. Really great meat crunchers, and squishers, yeah, and meat cutters, and squishers, sharp teeth, bro. Nice. But um, but yeah, like I I don't like. Hey, if you don't want to eat meat, that's cool. Yeah. Don't harp on me for eating meat though, because yeah. I like it and I feel good after eating it yeah me too like healthy like and i love i love a nice medium rare thick steak it's the best thing ever i you know i've told you I've, I've tried some of her vegan dishes before in the past and it's like i can eat it like it tastes fine it's food you know yeah. i love eating i love i'm also am a person that loves vegetables i love eating yeah. vegetables yeah me too so me like being a vegan really it wouldn't be a hard thing in that regard but something You'd i noticed meat. after so here's what i'm gonna say so after a couple days like I didn't eat meat. Like I was like, I felt like my body was low on iron. Like I felt like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I like my head just, I didn't feel good. And the second I bit into some, like some really good, just red meat. I was like, Ooh, I feel good. I felt better. I felt healthy. Nice. And I was a spry young man again. Do you want to hear what's in the news? 
or some articles that I found. Aside from the protests or whatever you want Besides to the capital the heist. Yeah, no, I don't I don't <laughs> have anything else. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, but yeah, no, that's pretty much anything else. I think you you will enjoy this uh this article. I enjoy everything we talk about. I think you will especially enjoy this one. Ooh. I got this. This has Justice's name on it. A mysterious triangular shape spotted in Area 51 hangar as spy agencies set to reveal UFO secrets in the next six months. So is this for real? Oh, this is real. Is this... Who's reporting this? The uh, the U.S. Sun. Who the French toast is that? Well, it's a reputable news source, Justin. From the Sun? I don't... Maybe, I'm just messing maybe with you, if, I don't know how to <laughs> respond to that. Um... Here's the picture. It's kind of grainy, but um, if you look at it, so the picture itself is uh, is a grainy photo, and um, I printed it out, so it's probably even grainier. Oh, but this is a picture of my butt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a, it's it a, is an unidentified object. Sorry. It, it, I mean, you can make out the triangular piece inside of what looks to be a hanger. That could literally be an um, F20. That could be anything, though, from that picture. Yeah, that's true. Also, it seems I like what, when a, people area 51 well this i mean this is a reputable news source um but it says um i'll I'll read a little bit of the article so you can kind of understand that uh pictures captured by private pilot gabe zuffman shows a black triangular shape visible in secretive nevada hangar um the images were taken on christmas as zuffman flew near the u.s air force secretive uh flight test in nevada uh, apparently, the pilot shot images from a small Cessna 150 plane while flying with permission from the air traffic controllers. So wow. he was flying. I don't know if he took that picture. Um, he had permission to take that picture, but he had permission to fly uh, near that airspace. Yeah. Is there any comments from him on this? On what? He, is there any descript- no. better description from him? No. So what, he just put put took a picture and posted it online. Well, he took the picture and then he probably sold the picture to various media outlets for oh, them trying to make money. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that they would. Um, are are you are you sound disappointed? Are you disappointed I'm, that you don't think that it is what it, you think I'm it is? I'm disappointed for one with the camera tech or the camera quality in the year 2020 because this was 2020, right? Yeah, this is 2020. This is on Christmas of 2020. So that's disappointing. I understand that it's from a plane and it was far away, I'm sure. Yeah. Regardless, uh, is there a color version? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll show you the after the podcast. I'll yeah. show you the website. But so, I, I, I am very intrigued by this. My thing is like, it, I don't, I've seen like Area 51 layouts before. I don't recall ever seeing uh I can't remember anyways. They I mean obviously things could have changed in a long time, but I don't recall ever seeing hangers that look like that at Area 51. Do you, I didn't know that they published pictures of Area 51. There's a lot of pictures of Area 51. Well, I mean, I mean I didn't know that they had that's like the only photo that I've ever seen from that angle of Area 51. Right. So that's the thing is like I don't know. Obviously this is just one hangar. It just yeah. looks kind of different to me, right? Yeah. Most hangars are uh like you know more like um, like half circle shaped. Yeah. On the top, you know. Yeah, no, the one the the uh maintenance bay that I worked in in Iraq was a was a hauled out hangar. Mm-hmm. And it was somewhat sort it was it was kind of boxy but somewhat sort. So let me let me go a little bit further in the article and maybe yeah. you'll get a little bit more excited Oh, because, I am very excited. Okay, all right. Especially with um, what, what you said about them releasing information about UFOs in the next few 6 months. Okay, so this is how the reason why we're getting this information where they're going to release it six months later is actually because of the COVID-19 relief bill. So in December, what's in there? So in December, president Trump signed a $2.3 trillion COVID-19 relief and government funding, uh, uh, funding bill. And it says, uh, it says there's a writer in it. It says uh, federal agencies must publish a report within the next six months. Um, I don't, well, actually, I don't know if it's a writer, but it says committee comment attached to the annual intelligence authorization act. So the, the, within the 550, uh, five, 5,593 page legislation, they put an attachment on it to say that within the next six months, you have to tell the entire nation 
about the UFOs. Heck yeah, that is awesome. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. It says, Senator Marco Rubio has requested for a report to include detailed analysis of unidentified phenomenon data in restricted U.S. airspace. Um, so, but I mean, it, they've, they've started to, there, there was, there was a, there was a guy named commander Fravor. You ever heard of that name before? He Probably. was, a, he was a Navy air force, Navy pilot. I can't remember, but he, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he's oh, talking, okay. he talked in great detail about, um, some Tic Tac shaped UFO. They were, they're on a training mission. He was pulled off it and they like, we're, there's an unidentified flying craft. Uh, we need you to tail it and see what it is, and and they found it, and it was a tic tac that that moved like that defied the law of physics. Mm-hmm. Basically, it went, it did maneuvers that no aircraft known in the U.S. military could actually do, or in the known anything, right? Yeah. yeah. What would be scary though is if they released the report, and they said that uh, you know because there's 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 unidentified aerial phenomena all the time. Sometimes our our rate you know tracking devices don't pick it up. Sometimes people's I you know they, they see something well, in the those, air it might those be experimental two videos aircraft. Were released last year. Remember those two videos? You uh, uh, frick from the Air Force. Remember that? No. Um, there one was like old one I think from like 2002. Another one was from like 2013. But you you know we talked about it on the, uh, one of our podcasts. We did. We've talked about yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, but they were like these guys that are like, you know, they're trying to track and, and lock on to these uh, objects that, like you're saying, are yeah. defying the laws of uh, physics. Like there's something traveling so fast that they're tracking system that can, you know, track anything that us as humans have been yeah. able to build. Like it could track anything, but it could not keep up with this. And then they finally did. But yeah. Because they, they were so excited. Like, oh, my gosh, we got it. We got it. And you're looking at it like, what the heck is that? That's, you know. And then there was another one of of a video up in up in the airspace where it's like you don't you like there's this just this object like defying the laws of gravity. And that was an official release from the yeah. Department of Defense. Yeah. And because the videos were leaked and they were like, OK, let's make it official. I don't think that they, they can hold it under wraps anymore, especially with social media and platforms and, you know, ev- everything that's, that's I think happening. It's because also, too, we're at this point in a society where we're more. Aware. accepting and ready to hear these truths if they not not necessarily that if it's aliens but of this technology that we have it, because we've come further the scary thing is what if it's like society. china or russia like right, they have exactly. these craft that are doing this that was the it, first thing i thought of like is like oh man it could be russia you know well i i think t- that just 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 wagging their balls on top of our <laughs> airspace hey look what we can do americans okay that was, sound that like was a german, german. I, 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 that sounds more funny in a yeah, German accent. Than I a guess Russian it does. Accent. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, there's a part of me that says, yes, that's totally that, that that'd be scary. But at the same time, you know, Vladimir Putin has, he basically sent an entire, he basically invaded Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know, Eastern Ukraine. And so I don't, you know, he's pretty brazen. Mm-hmm. So it seems like if he had this type of technology, he probably would have fucked with the United States like really hard. You know, he wants Alaska like a motherfucker. You can literally see it from across the ocean. You know, you yeah. can see Siberia across the ocean from from Alaska. This land, I want it. <laughs> there you it go. It should be mine. <laughs> it, it has all. Uh, I can't. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No accents. No accents. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where he probably would have would have fucked with the United States if, if it had, if he had that time of technology yeah. or found a way to, to use it to maybe further his interests, whatever it is yeah. that he wanted to. Cause he's still, he's still bitter that the Soviet union fell. He was in the KGB. It's really weird. There's pictures of Ronald Reagan and he's meeting with somebody in, in Eastern Europe. I can't remember who Gorbachev? it was. Maybe it was one. Mr. It was Gorbachev really tear down this wall. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, He had, there's a picture of um, Vladimir Putin and he's in the background. He's Mm -hmm. just, he's dressed like a tourist with a camera and he's just in the background, but he was, he was like KGB. Yeah. He was, he was running security for Mm -hmm. whoever the dignitary was. It probably was Gorbachev. Um, But anyway, um, I have another article that's, it's not, sorry, it's not UFOs, but it's, it's pretty interesting. At least well, it's I have really one more interesting question. to me. Yes. What's the question? Would you 
get an uh, alien girlfriend. An alien girlfriend? If you could, yeah. Um. <laughs> like, oh, aliens are real and they're walking among us now? You want to go maybe, out maybe, sometime? <laughs> maybe I already have dated an alien. Dude, but that's I just don't crazy. know about it. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. What if you're an alien? Yeah. Wh- wh- what if we find out that we're aliens? You know, I, sometimes I think. <laughs> sometimes I think like, um, we've been. What if you're a lot? robot? What if you're a robot and you didn't know? It, but then all of a sudden, somebody tries to stab you, and you you start to spill motor oil. But like you know, you you like you you cut yourself and you bleed, um. But it's just it's like a surface cut, you know. What if someone like cuts deeper or shoots you or something, and then you start bleeding and then it's red, and then all of a sudden it's like motor oil or black or black, yeah. yeah. Like like what the fuck? Or somebody cuts out your arm and you see like you know weird wires yeah. up there, and or they your, had the your technology limb regrows. Oh yeah, that'd be. That that'd be scary at or, first. Or they cut your arm off and you see a bunch of little people mechanically like working inside you, like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Put it back on. <laughs> I'm not real. Yeah, yeah I, I have believe it or not, I have actually thought about those things before, as as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Like what you know, what if what if we're like artificial whatever, you know, the whole whole matrix scenario so, so to speak. So oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Have you seen the videos about the moon being a hologram? Those are good ones. I think we, I think we also talked about that yeah, at some probably. point in the podcast. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's so stupid. <laughs> but what if it's real? You know, there's always that looming thing. Like, dude, it sounds so dumb. Yeah, what but if like, birds aren't real? I never. Yeah, I love that. I just never want to fully discount it, though. Like, hey, man, you never know until you know. Yeah, I mean the bird thing. You know, I mean, you know, I've they, eaten. There, birds. I've eaten a lot of birds. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's not the case there. Yeah. Sorry, what's your next article? My next article is NASA Hubble telescope captures a rare metal asteroid worth 70,000 times the global economy. So they estimate the value to be, I think the number is 10 quadrillion. 10 quadrillion what kind is of metal? worth. So the metal itself is uh, iron and nickel. And um, how many miles across in it? It says it's, it's circumference or it's like 180. Um, 190, 180 miles across or something like that. Wow. And <laughs> so a lot of asteroids that are made out of uh, different... Uh, oh, and the asteroid's name is Psyche 16, I think. Is that is that correct? Psyche. Uh, Psyche. Yeah, Psyche, Psyche 16 is Psyche. What, what they what they decided to do it. And that, that's exactly how the sign, uh, how astronomers say it is. They say it how you said it. Psyche. Psyche. Yes. So anyway, they're aliens. <laughs> this is our planet. Psych. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Stupid. Um, they uh, apparently it was discovered back in 1852, but you know, obviously they probably you know had some weird rigged telescope in order to do it. But they they originally discovered it then, but now they have clear images of it. You know, close up. No way. And whoever. So they say whoever find, goes to this asteroid first and finds the capabilities to actually mine the the nickel and nickel and iron that's in it is that um, an actual picture of it? Yeah, you can you can take a look at that one. Um, Yo, it's big enough to have craters in it. Yeah, and it's it's like well, they're like metal craters. Look at that. Yeah, that's so cool. It's, got it's a between. Lot of uh, it's hit a lot. There's a lot of stuff out in space. Yeah, no, that's space probably travel, that's probably just t- uh, the tip of the iceberg. Space travel would not work too well for us. Our things would get peppered to hell. Yeah, I wonder, you know, what would happen if you were trying to go like warp. Like, how does people in Star like when when they go warp speed in Star Trek? Do they just do they um, does it calculate all the objects between their their destination? And uh, where they're going, so they don't run into things, or is it is it because they have a deflector shield that they can go? It's great, they energy shields. It's probably yeah. I imagine because they can't. I imagine their computers weren't as uh, as sophisticated to calculate every right. single thing in their space, so they probably just burn up in their yeah yeah. Anyway, yeah. This uh, um, so Bill Gates is uh, worth two, or excuse me, Jeff Bezos 
is uh, worth $200 billion. And uh, this asteroid is, is about 50 million times more of the net worth than Jeff Bezos. And it says that, again, it goes on to say that every one of us on Earth could have, if, if, we, if they gave every single person on Earth a slice of this, uh, of the income of the asteroid, uh, they could get roughly uh, $1.3 billion to every single person on Earth. But then money wouldn't be worth very much. Yeah, uh, you, you'd have uh, you have inflation. Milk would cost a million dollars. Pretty much, yeah. So you'd have hyperinflation. So it doesn't but make a difference, honestly. It would make a difference, though. No, if Oliver, we got that. I'm sick of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I would make a difference in the sense that if they were able to mine the materials out of the asteroid, somebody would get rich, but it also would be so a benefit to mankind because the the fact that um, you'd have much more abundance of resources, especially iron and nickel. So imagine like the cost of electronics, basically, you know, going down like the TV over that sitting in the corner. That may be that has nickel and iron in it. That would that would fucking be worth like you you could buy one of those sets for a hundred dollars. I spent a thousand dollars on it. Mm-hmm. Think about the benefits to mankind if they were able to actually Think mine. Think about that. all the buildings that could be made from that. Exactly. We yes. We could make our own like coruscant. We could make our own coruscant. You know the the yeah the, from the star from the Star city Wars world the city world yeah maybe they could just make a can city you imagine that like it. oh yeah I live on Coruscant yeah me too what's your address oh one six two northeast <laughs> oh shit I, I live in I, I live in the the brick part I live <laughs> in this. it's like dude you live on the other side of the planet what was Coruscant what was it like it was, what was this origins how did how was it made I think it was like the uh. Basically, it was like the planet of the Republic, like the hub world of all the worlds. How'd they make it? Uh, made it out of a asteroid. asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a naturally metal world, and they carved all the buildings out of it. So maybe that's Coruscant. Maybe this is Coruscant. Okay. Wow, look, rough image. There we go. Uh, it says there we go. Uh, so they 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 this surmise is Coruscant now. Remember because it's a long time ago and yeah, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. so Coruscant is all right. Yeah. All right, good. I, that I like is, that. That is Coruscant. That's what they should call it. Psych. Coruscant. Um, they say that the Psych uh, asteroid might be a leftover core of a planet that never fully formed. So that might be remnants of of an old planet, which is kind of cool. How do they know that? They don't. That's it was hit by they. objects in our, in our solar system and effectively <clears throat> lost its mantle and crust. So it might have been an old planet that was actually like formed <coughs> of everything else, and then it blew up. So maybe that's what Earth will look like if uh, we ever have an asteroid hit it. What do you think about that? Is that going to keep you up at night? Nah, I don't give a dang. Yeah, there's really not much you can do about it either. I don't give a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Justin, you're on a roll I'm on, tonight. I'm on. I'm crazy. I'm excited. It's been a long time since we've cast. It. Yeah, I know. We're just we're. It's been like a month. We've been. Yeah, I know. It seems like an eternity. It's been over a year <laughs> since we podcasted. <laughs> so funny. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, we were on the since we're on space and aliens and stuff like that. I might as well ask you this question. Um, I, I saw another Reddit question that I thought was really interesting. Um, it was uh, it was about aliens. It says if an alien said you could explore the universe with them, but you could never return to Earth ever again. You just you go out and you explore the universe, um, but never come back to Earth ever again. Uh, would you do it? Do I get to say goodbye to my family? I'm sure, yes. Do I get to keep in contact with them in some way, shape, or form? Mm, let's say, <laughs> let, let's like, say yes. Let's say yes. Then I would go for it if I could FaceTime them. Otherwise, no. They probably have. They probably my have family's something more important to me than, than yeah. space travel. No, I don't. I don't think I could do it either. Yeah, I don't oh. think I could. So yeah, no, it's a no for me, dog. Unless that alien is my new wife. Uh, you might as well marry a Canadian. Make you move up to Canada. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know about that, man. Gotcha. Well, anyway, um, we're about. What about s- you? you? You know, you think about it. You know, what would, would I want to explore the universe or I'd, stay here? I know you said that you wouldn't, but think about what 
opportunities lie ahead, you know? Um, I get to see shit that I've no one will ever see in the universe. Your mind ever. would be expanded. Like, literally, I mean... Honestly, it, it, your human brain probably couldn't handle it. You would probably die the first planet you saw. You think so? I have no idea. I'm just making that up. Um, I To be perfectly honest with you, <clears throat> um, yes... It would be mind bending. It would be mind blowing for me to see things because I mean the human race isn't going to be able to go on the outer reaches of our solar system um, until like we, hundreds of years yeah. into the future. Like, yeah. because I mean we're we're literally just like it's going to be ten years to Mars, but to get to the end of the solar system. What if we found like, a place in space that was just like you know. Space is a void, right? It's like a vacuum. Yeah. What if we found a pocket in open space, not on a planet, of oxygen? Because, you know, there's a lot of different gases out there in space, right? So a zone where you could actually, like, not like, be in a spaceship. What if we built, like, a space, a giant space, just, like, hub world, but, you know, because of the gas that's around is oxygen, and, you know, t- obviously tons of so it. if we found a, a place in space where we didn't have to have like you know uh, uh, breathing apparatus yeah you know, breathing and, apparatus. and suits and the pressure was right and the temperatures were right you know all that kind of stuff seems, think about that i just thought that's like cool that's a cool idea we've never seen happen and let's not let's cut this out of the podcast because we're gonna we're gonna do it just kidding <laughs> but think if that's a great idea that's, um, a, that's so cool if, if you found a pocket of oxygen the thing is, you also, like, I don't know if human beings could necessarily have it that because we do need, like, sun. We need, we need like, light and, and so UV tanning radiation. Are for, bud. I know. I'm you could probably, if you could find a way to make, like, artificial light for everybody else and we could get our, our vitamin D and there could be, like, you know, photosynthesis for plants. Photosynthesis. Well, I yeah. guess you don't know you wouldn't need photosynthesis because you had a pocket of oxygen out in, out in space. What if there was a nearby sun? Even better. That gave off, and we were just close enough to where it gave off light to us. even better. Or we found a way to funnel the light from the closest suns to our area. Like reflecting mirrors or something like that? Sure, why not? Giant space mirrors? Giant space mirrors. (laughs) We're about an hour in. Are you you ready to... You look look like you're about to fall asleep. I'm slowly getting lower and lower in this chair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, thank you for listening. If you listened this far, yeah. we really appreciate it. We have uh, new microphones, and uh, and we're really happy that we are back in uh, podcasting. Yes, so, we are. Thank you for listening. Yeah, subscribe if you get a chance. Like us on SoundCloud. We're moving to a new uh, – we're probably going to move to a different um, podcasting hosting service. Um, so stay tuned for that. Be yeah. exciting stuff. All right. Well, thank you. Have a, have a great rest of your day. Good night. Bye-bye.